Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us create spiritual moments in our otherwise busy lives. If you enjoy this podcast, feel free to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for others to find, and most importantly, share it with someone else you think might benefit. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. In episode 17 that was released a few days ago, I talked about Laman and the struggle I was seeing him go through to try to be righteous, to have faith in God, to trust in his servants. Well, he hasn't made it easy over the last couple chapters to continue to be his cheerleader, but there's still so much we can learn from the internal struggle that he continues to have, that he's been having now for at least eight years, and maybe his whole life as a youth growing up. In chapter 17, There's a couple passages that really highlight this. So let's start in verse 21. Nephi's brothers now have a new source of frustration. Having finally made it through their journey in the wilderness, the family arrives at the seashore. Quote, And it came to pass that we did pitch our tents by the seashore. And notwithstanding we had suffered many afflictions and much difficulty, yea, even so much that we cannot write them all, we were exceedingly rejoiced when we came to the seashore. And we called the place Bountiful because of its much fruit, end quote. They made it. The journey of more than eight years is over, and they've reached a beautiful place. They set up their tents and likely started processing through the steps of building a new life. Well, that wasn't exactly the Lord's plan for them. Nephi is then called by the Lord to go up to the mountain where he is told that he has to build a great ship that will carry the family across the ocean. So Laman and the others, when they find this out, are not happy. And you can't really blame them. They've just completed a decade-long backpacking trip through the wilderness, finally reaching a place that they could create a new life, and Nephi tells them that they have to do something that, to their knowledge, no one had ever done in the history of the world. Well, I might be a little irked by this as well. So they respond to Nephi, quote, "'Behold, these many years we have suffered in the wilderness,' which time we might have enjoyed our possessions and the land of our inheritance. Yea, and we might have been happy. End quote. This is a very powerful scripture that we need to understand because of how it relates to us all. Nephi's brothers are saying to themselves, what if? What if we hadn't chosen to follow God? What if we hadn't chosen to keep the commandments? What if we hadn't made these sacrifices over the last 10 years? Have you ever asked yourself any of these kinds of questions? What if I didn't grow up in the church? What if I didn't get baptized? What if I didn't go on a mission? What if I said no to the bishop when he called me to this calling? What if I didn't get married and have a family? I wonder if I would have been happier. What if I just walked away? These can be interesting questions to self-reflect on when our faith is strong. But if our faith is weakened and we start to ask these questions, this can be dangerous. Because when we're going through periods of frustration and doubt in our lives, it's really easy to see the outside world as truly a great and spacious building, as Lehi saw it in chapter 8. It's easy to see the possible advantages of abandoning our faith to go live full-time in the world. New experiences we could have, less commitment for our precious time, freedom to explore new things. If these thoughts are crossing your mind, please be careful. And please know that it's not true. The happiness that you think might be out there, away from your faith, away from your God, is a poor substitute for the happiness you can feel as a result of having God's love in your life. 
As you stand at the tree of life, clinging to the rod of iron to be close to God, staring out at the world, it's possible you may feel a void in your life. I know I had to change my life dramatically 12 years ago to be able to draw close to God. It impacted relationships with some of my family and friends. But if you walk away from God now, from his love, know that you will have a much bigger void in your life than whatever you're experiencing today. So in response to his brothers, Nephi tells them the story of the people of Moses, how the Lord had delivered them from bondage in Egypt, parted the waters of the Red Sea to allow them to escape from their captors, provided manna in the wilderness for decades to keep them fed as they engaged in their own march to the promised land, made water erupt from rock walls to keep them hydrated, quote, and notwithstanding they being led, the Lord their God, their Redeemer, going before them, leading them by day and giving light unto them by night, and doing all things for them which were expedient for man to receive, they hardened their hearts and blinded their minds, and reviled against Moses and against the true and living God. End quote. Here we have an entire people living and breathing miracles from God on literally a daily basis. And it wasn't enough to keep their faith strong. They hardened their hearts, blinded their minds, reviled against the chosen servants of the Lord. And in the end, none of them entered the promised land, except Joshua and Caleb, who had managed to keep the faith and, quote, wholly followed the Lord, end quote. You can read more about that in Numbers chapter 32 in the Old Testament. So what was missing for the people of Moses? Why wasn't it enough to experience miracles every day of their lives? They must have started to take it for granted. They must not have allowed their faith to make them happy. They must not have reached towards God and tasted of the fruit of his love. So as we go through our lives, experiencing the miracles of the gospel, how do we make sure that we allow our faith to bring us the joy, the greatest joy possible, into our lives? I'm not sure I have an answer for you. But let's keep the question in our hearts, and if we're not feeling the level of happiness that the Lord wants us to have, that we're promised, then let's make adjustments in our lives to allow that happiness in. And let's be ever mindful of the natural man in us, trying to tempt us into walking away from God and seeking after the happiness of the world. As Nephi later tells us, quoting Isaiah, quote, Oh, that thou hadst hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. End quote. Thank you for joining me today as we continue to struggle with Laman and his brothers to always have the true happiness that we've felt from time to time as we've experienced the love of God, so that we can continue to accept our Savior's call to follow him today. <laughs>